You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three of DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Time to kick off another action-packed week. DraftKings is getting new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and a $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Want to go pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 144 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday, end of the weekend, or if you're listening to this Monday on your, I, I know a lot of people listen Monday on their way to work, battling through it. Let's attack the week, folks. Here we go. I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to help you in that battle today. I'm going to at least take your mind off of it for 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how long I ramble here for. But uh hope everybody's doing well. Um, I'm recording this Saturday afternoon. 
had some time here. Normally I like to do them Friday after work, but man, I came home and it was just like, I just got to sit in the chair just for a second while I ended up, I think I, I snore, I ended up snoring for about two hours. My wife woke me up when she got home, but, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm like, all right, but, uh, she is off to the pet store. Get this one. She's returning fish. Yeah, she bought some fish. And two of them like died instantly when they hit the tank. So she's returning the fish along with a water samples. Uh, you know, so yes, we have fish. I have a fish tank. It's actually quite a large fish tank. Um, it's fresh water, but, uh, um, uh, is that what you'd refer to it as fresh? It's not salt water. So I don't have Nemo in there, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I find the, the sound of the, the fish tank soothing. I like the sound of running water. I don't know what it is, like fountains and shit like that. I don't know. But it's in our living room, though. You just kind of close your eyes and you just kind of just hear it bubbling away. I don't know. I kind of dig it. It's kind of a zen, a zen type thing. But uh, speaking of zen, we're putting you to sleep. Maybe this show will put you to sleep. No, the NHL will put you to sleep. We'll talk about that. What are we going to talk about today? Well, training camp, a couple new rules, some uh, jersey stuff, um... I don't know some some promotional whatnot, and uh, and actually, I have a serious question that I'd like to ask the listeners. Actually, it, well, if you're already listening, it doesn't really apply to you, but I'd like to get some feedback from you guys anyway. I've asked I've asked for feedback in the past, and I've gotten some emails from you guys that were very helpful. So we'll do that. And um, I was going through the some of my old files and. Uh, you know how I like to do the 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 WHL the best in the West polls that were that came out. Well, we're going to do 1990 and to 91. I really don't, and I've done them before on the show. The stupid thing is, is why didn't I just go in order? I don't. I bounced all over because I'm looking. I'm like I already did 03. Like I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, and by the way, OHL Tough Guys. Do you guys remember that website, OHL Tough Guys? Well, I found it on the Wayback Machine, and I hit one of the links, and I came up and. Uh, I'm going to do their top OHL tough guys for the 03-04 season. So we're going to do all of that on this episode. It's going to be a pugilistic potpourri. Pugilism potpourri. Maybe that's better. Pugilism potpourri. This episode. Well, speaking of episodes, though, I hope everybody went, hope everybody goes back and um, um, not only checks out the back catalog, but uh, on Wednesday I had Jeff Audrey's on, uh, returning guest, and we did his five toughest opponents. Um, some very good names. Very surprising, number one, actually. At least I was surprised by it. Um, I encourage you to go back and check that out if you haven't. Um, along with the other back catalog, the other, some of the other episodes in the back catalog, Morasti, McIntyre, Joey Tedarenko. Yeah, check them out. Um, if you're a new listener, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, uh, you'll put this show in your regular rotation. I know everyone and their dog is a podcast these days. So hopefully we can hold your attention here for a little while. And uh, for those with the recording schedule, every Wednesday um, is interview day. And then every Sunday is whatever this may be. The Pope, like I said, some pugilistic potpourri. It's whatever I decide to rant about while I stare out my window and yell and bitch about things. But uh, I'll try to find articles and stuff to talk about. Or like the best in the West, newspaper things and that type of thing. So... Never know what's going to come up on Sundays, but uh, but welcome and thank you for tuning in. 
Um, well, before we probably get into the episode, I mean, everyone know I have to do the sponsor stuff. I mean, they're the ones uh, paying the checks, right? But uh, I have a few other folks that I'd like to talk about. Um, um, well, this is one of the things I'm going to get into as well. Um, and it is my fellow podcasting friends out there. I have a few shows that I like to talk about. Um, regular listeners will obviously be familiar because I think there's a lot of crossover between the shows. But uh, like I would say, if you're a new listener, I, I do manage to gain a few here and there um, that maybe you don't know about these shows. Well, you're going to quickly find out about them as I tell you about them. And um, like I say when you're kind of a small podcast like myself or these gentlemen, um, we try to help each other out. And, uh, you know, and, um, yeah, cause like I said, we don't have alcohol named after us and, uh, or we didn't play in the league for a few years and we don't have the big, we're not the big X players with the Rolodex of guests and, uh, and all that. We're just fans like you listening. And, uh, so we're, we're battling it out with these guys and it's, uh, um, because that's what it, I, I mean, it's never, Competition is not the right word, but I think I've said this some numerous times. I know I'm chewing my food multiple times here. I know regular listeners are probably just, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. So I won't go on about it too much. But, um, you know, when you're a small show, it's, it's a battle. And, um, and like I said, you, when you don't have the, uh, the resources of the name or the, uh, or the, I guess what's the, um, the availability. Of NHL players, maybe that's the word I'm looking for. At your fingertips, it's it's a battle, and uh, but uh, hopefully you guys will uh, main, stay with the show, and uh, you know even in uh, it's we're the mom and pop stores. We'll put it that way. So we're battling, but uh, and I, let me tell you about some more mom and pop stores. But before we get into that, um, of course, sponsor. Uh, I am sponsored by the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, they're the football network, the basketball network. They're they're everyone's network. But they initially started off as the Hockey Podcast Network, and it was Dylan Nisha and the producer Pigeon, and uh, they were nice enough to um, present to offer me a platform to put my show on. And uh, I think we've had a we've had 144 episodes now uh, relationship, and they've been really good to me. And uh, yeah, and like I said, there's over 50 shows in the network um, and the Hockey Network, and all the NHL teams have a show, um, sometimes multiple shows on each team, and. Uh, you know, fan podcasts, and uh, so whatever NHL team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. And of course, they're you know they're in full swing now. The camps are open and everything else, and they talk about the things they talk about on those shows. So uh, I encourage you to check those out. Um, for my off-network friends, as the uh, as I was saying before, um, of course, Alec, uh, part-time Oli over there at Five for Fighting. Um, he does a great. In all seriousness, he does a great job. And he had, again, tremendous back catalog. He just got back in the game after, geez, six or seven months he took off. Um, but, uh, Segroy, Yablonski, Rob Ray, Bialois. As I'm saying them out loud, I'm like, son of a bitch, that is a, that is a hell of a catalog that he's got. Um, but yeah, Alec does a great job. And he is also the creator, if you're on Facebook, of the Enforcer Appreciation Group. Um, if you're on Facebook, um, check it out. Um, uh, re, you know, request membership and, uh, you know, you'll, you know, you'll quickly be within an hour or two. As soon as one of the admins sees it, you'll be, um, let in, I guess. It sounds so private club or anything, but sort of to, you get lots of like spam shit, right? So it's, it's to weed out people. Um, 
but um, yeah, join the Enforcer Appreciation Group. It's much like the old message board days. Um, I I think the sites, I think the group's got about 12,000 members. I mean, you know, obviously there's thousands that are dormant and whatever, but still um, quite a few people in there always posting videos and pictures and, and, ho- and chatting it up about whoever, right? Whoever, um, you know, and... You know, every once in a while, there, yeah, there's a few fucking dinkuses in there, but I mean, we try to get rid of them pretty quick, but, uh, no, some always some lively debates, and, uh, I encourage you to check it out. But also what Alec has been doing is, uh, on Friday nights, he's been going live on a live chat, um, which obviously turns into his podcast that he releases in the audio form on Tuesday on all the major, on Apple and Spotify and blah, 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 but, um, it's a, it's a Zoom chat in on the group. And, uh, he's had some play, he had Sean Pete on, he had Jason Bone, um, and then some fans, Dr. Chris Longmire there. And then, uh, you know, on fr- unfortunately yesterday, um, with the time difference, cause his guest was over in the UK, um, they got going at 4.30 and I had some shit running around to do, so I missed them. Cause I like getting in there and typing and talking shit to them while they're, while the show is going on. But he had, uh, old friend of the show, John Searson on and, uh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're, I guess he's trying to get, trying to sink the group, I guess, but, uh, you know, sabotaging his own group. I don't understand it, but whatever. But, uh, I listened to it briefly this morning on my way to work. Um, I haven't had a chance to, I'll listen to the audio thing on Tuesday, the whole thing, but, um, I know they, they talked about my minor league mayhem tournament, uh, which I'll be talking about here shortly, um, that's going on and the different matchups. And then, uh, I believe they, they watched some videos from the LNH and, uh, because uh, John actually has his own YouTube channel, Classic Quebec League Violence, was a tremendous name, and he's got lots of old school NLNH and Quebec Senior League uh, tilts on there. So I'm sure they brought a lot of those up. Like I said, I, didn't, I haven't had a chance to uh, listen to the whole interview yet, but I know visually, yeah, real sight. I'm telling you, you got you got part time only there with his neon sign in the background. Like I said, look at some like some fucking back alley Florida massage parlor. Then you got Searson. I mean, he looks like he got thrown in a fucking broom closet. He's sitting in there with, I don't know, all the shit, you know, boxes and Rubbermaid tubs around. It's a real professional-looking outfit, fellas. Like, you know, God. But there we have it. Five Fighting Podcast, tune in. Yeah, but they, uh, but no, I, and I appreciate them. Um, of course, um, you know, they they both guys. I mean, John uh, John's been a big supporter of my show. And, uh, he, he bounces around the UK forums and, uh, and, and throws my link out to my show. And, uh, I know with him, I've got, I'm sure he's gotten me many listeners over there. And, uh, in all seriousness, I, I really much appreciate his, his efforts. And, uh, and, and yeah, and like I said, he's been, he's been great to the show. I've had him on the show and, uh, certainly I'll have him on again. And, uh, no, I no very much appreciate that. Same with Alec. I mean, like I said, uh, myself, Alec and uh, my next talking with Joe Lazito, you know, it's sort of, we definitely all sort of, um, you know, we bounce ideas off each other and uh, and help each other out as much as we can and, and that type of thing. And I'm going to get into this in a bit, but um, it's been brought up a few times that about like competition or whatever. And um, it, no, not at all. I mean, um, you know, yeah, we're talking about the same thing. Like, I mean, well, Joe's like an Islander Enforcer podcast. So, I mean, he's sort of, um, 
you know, pretty limited in terms of like his guests because that's the shtick, right? It's got to be Islander related. So he can't just whoever, right? But, uh, whereas Alec and myself is obviously the same platform, same type of show. But no, Alec and I have always had a very good relationship and we, we always talk about, um, did you talk to him and hey, you should go on your show and blah, blah, blah. We've always been cool like that. We've never stepped on each other's toes and, uh, no, and, uh, you know, always respectful of what the other guy is doing. So, um, no, and, and I think despite the shows being similar, I mean, even if we interviewed the same guy, the interview would be different because we just, we look at things different, the age difference. I mean, fuck, I got 20 years. I, yeah, I legitimately got 20 years on him. So it's like, we just come from a different perspective, right? Just with the, with the era and the, and the age. So, um, yeah, so no, there's no competition and no, it's not me versus him or anything like that. And, you know, and I know he feels the same way. So, no, I mean, so I'll, you know, we always try to help each other out. But uh, I know that was a long-winded. I, I tend to get like that. But um, also, like I said before, with the uh, Coliseum Chronicles, the, the New York Islander Enforcer-based podcast, owned and operated by Jolton Joe Lazito. Give me Lazito! Out in Long Island. And, uh... Yeah, well, Joe, big day for Joe today. He uh, he went to a, a meet and greet with Bob Nystrom, Islander legend. And uh, I'm sure he was wheeling and dealing and handing out business cards and, uh, you know, I and, and and everything else and merch. And so hopefully it'd be awesome to get Bob Nystrom on that show. And, um, yeah, and, and, I, and I think... And that's the thing. I think it would be really cool for, for the old, uh, an all-timer like that, um, to be on that type of show. Um, just due to the fact that Joe's such a big fan and knowledgeable fan would respect the, respect the career. And I think he would, he would do an outstanding interview with Bob Nystrom. So, um, you never know about these things. Hopefully I know it was brought up to Mr. Nystrom. Um, and you know, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, hopefully they can record something and that'd be great. Because uh, I'd love to see Nystrom, Gillies, and Howe at the big three with the Islanders. I mean, I think, Jesus with Joe, I mean, if you could get those three, you could retire right then. I mean, you got everything now, you know. And, uh, yeah, I think that'd be really cool if you could get those. And like I said, and I think, no, I mean, I'll say this in all seriousness. I'm not trying to fucking, you know, I can guarantee those three guys have never been interviewed by someone like Joe Lazito. And I don't mean that in like trying to be funny or whatever. No, Joe has that much knowledge, has that much respect for their careers, and knows, like I said, has the passion for it. Yeah, it would be, I can guarantee when they were done, they would say the same thing, like, holy shit. Like, because he'd be bringing up shit that they forgot. I can guarantee you he would. And, uh, yeah, I really hope it gets done. I mean, all three would be great, but I mean, in this case, just right before we, you know, put the cart before the horse, um, yeah, if he could get Mr. Nystrom on the show, I think that would be outstanding. And uh, I hope, hopefully he does it. But in the meantime, before that all happens, Joe's got other shows that you should check out. Um, I know he releases every Monday. Part two with Matt Karkner will be coming out this Monday. Really looking forward to that part. One was tremendous. Um, and Joe's got a great back catalog. Mick Fakota, Aaron Ashram, Jason Strudwick, on and on. Uh, definitely give it a shot. Give it a look. Like I said, Joe's been around. He was a, he also helped Stan Fischler out in the 90s with the Bad Boys books. 
And uh, and in the Tough Guy magazines, Joe was a regular writer and contributor. I uh, worked for Fleer Hockey Cards. Um, yeah, Joe's been around the game and knows the game. And uh, you will not find a more uh, in-depth... Like, I thought I fucking turned over stones. I turn over a few. Joe's got the whole rock garden. Yeah, he'll he'll turn it all over. Um, yeah, and uh, definitely give a give a show give a show a tr- uh, try. But um, I mean, the dude's everywhere. Not only does he do the shirt, he's a he's a merchandising mogul. It doesn't matter what borough we're talking about in New York. I'm telling you, from Hell's Kitchen to I don't know Brooklyn to Long Island. You know. You name it, Joe's been there. Yeah, Brooklyn to Queens, Staten Island, you name it. Coney Island. But, uh, yeah, and like I said, for all types of seasons. Like I said, last year, last uh, episode I was talking about Joel's Yule, Joe's Yule Log and his pole and balls that you can hang up. Everything. Joe's got it all covered. Shirts, hats, pants, you know. Hell, he might even put some tinsel on his Yule log for you if you talk nice to him. You know, it's all in the presentation, folks, I'm telling you. But Joe will put his face on it, in it, it doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, big deal out in Long Island. He has mentioned, if you mention the name Lazito, doors will open for you. I mean, you know, a lot of them will shut on you too, but, you know, hey. There we go. But, Definitely give it a show. Coliseum Chronicles, give it a shot. Jolton Joel Lazito, give it a Lazito. All right, boys and girls, what are we... Uh, oh, uh, I'm getting my list here. As some of you regular listeners will know, but I have a sticky note, or uh, what do you call them? Yeah, you post it. Pad in my truck, and as the week goes on, I will write shit down that comes to me, or if I read Twitter and get mad about something, which is, you know, at least hourly, um... I'll write it down. Well, as I said at the start, um, of course, training camps have opened. And um, with that becomes new rules and rookie hopes and fans' hopes and delusional and everything else. Um, You know, good luck to the boys in main camp. Brett Gallant's out there in Columbus. That'd be really cool. Um, I believe Zach Ronaldo was supposed to be in Columbus, but... He apparently refuses to get the vaccination, so he is out, uh, much like Tyler Bertuzzi is out in Detroit. Um, he will not be able to play in Canada. Um, with that, So that will be interesting going forward, although I think most of the players are probably vaccinated. I mean, those are the only the names that I... Oh, and Rocky Thompson um, stepped down as assistant coach in San Jose. <laughs> but... That, that's the only, um, those are the only names I've heard so far. Maybe there'll be more. I don't know. I haven't been paying that much attention either, but those are the names that came up across my timeline. But, um, yeah, training camps. It'll, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, of course you have Curtis Gabriel in Toronto. Toronto's, uh, you know, in Leaf Camp, you got Clune and, and Gabriel and, um, you know, that whole thing. That'll be interesting. Um, wonder if they'll have a little tilt. I don't know, does that really even happen anymore? I mean, I know there's camp fights. I'm not that... Uh... Oh, Jake Doty was in camp. L.A. Kings camp, I believe. Um, and somebody said McSorley's kid's in camp. Is that true? Uh, who am I talking to? Um, I didn't even know Marty had a kid playing. Like, 
Oh, he didn't play Major Junior. Maybe he did. I don't know. That tells you how much I've been paying attention. I, but I'm sure he's probably down in the state USHL or something, maybe. Actually, hold on. I'm going to hit pause, and I'm going to go check. I'll come right back. It'll be like I'm not even gone. Yes, Ty McSorley. I just looked. He played two years of Junior A uh, in Ontario, and then he played last year with the Oshawa Generals. Uh, forward. Um, I know he had 136 minutes in the one season, but... Uh, you know, uh, 36 minutes and 36 games. So I don't, and it's the Ontario Hockey League. It's not like anybody's fighting in that league anyway. So yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't know in terms of uh, if, if he's tough or anything, but um, has the pedigree for it though. But I know Jake Doty's tough as shit. I know that. Um, great to see him back up there. He had, he had some really good fights last year. Doty looked real sharp after coming back from Europe. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's been, been a weird kind of career up and down. Um, yeah, guys go over, and I don't mean to, like, I don't mean to make this sound harsh, but it, that's just sort of the way, you know, hockey's filtering system goes. A lot of times, I mean, you go to the UK and then that's it, right? The UK and then they kind of retire after, or maybe they come back play a year in the East Coast or, you know, whatever. But most guys, I mean, the UK and then done, right? After, you know, bouncing around the minors for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, he's back, had the strong season in the American League last year. And yeah, hopefully he, um, yeah, that'd be cool. I don't think he'll make the NHL, but I mean, you know, put him in the American League, it'll be interesting. Same. I really, I'd really like to see Brett Gallant get some preseason games. That'd be really cool. Um, same with his brother Alec. Where's Alex too? Um, yeah, he uh, Alex re-signed with the Flames Farm team in Stockton. So uh, with AHL contract. So I don't even know if he's in Flames camp. I doubt. Maybe he is. I don't know how that works, but. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. I mean, you know, they don't get much tougher than the Gallant boys, that's for sure. So, but um, yeah, the camps, um, it's interesting. I mean, um, back in the day, I mean, it, oh boy, the fights. Um, there's of course the infamous way back in the day, the the Quebec Nordiques training camp footage that was out there. What year was that? Was that late 1991? I can't remember what year it was. The Quebec Nordique uh, camp. Oh, it was like John Cordick, Twist, Serge Roberge, Greg Smith, um, Steenberg, Trevor Steenberg. Um, was Mayotte there? Kimball? I mean, it was, it, it was insane, like the fights. Oh, well, I mean, like there's whole tapes of fights, you know, it's just fight, pick your shit up, fight, pick your shit up. And, you know, um, not if it was Cordic, it had to be in the 90s, I would think. Yeah, 90, 91. But, uh, and speaking of which, I mean, if you just type in Nord's Training Camp on YouTube, uh, go to my Fourth Line Voice, my YouTube channel, just type in, like, Nord's TC, and, yeah, the, that shit will come up. I got Twist and Cordic and Cordic and Robert and blah, blah, blah. Got a bunch of fights from that camp. Um, but, yeah, and, uh, like, even going back to junior, like, I remember... Oh, I was, I've told the story before, but I remember sitting in the Harold Trace Arena when the uh, Blades were having a camp, and it was a, whatever, the blue and white game or whatever the hell, it was a scrimmage anyway, and that's when Hortichuk was there, and he was just a rookie, um, nobody knew who he was, and he ran around hitting everybody, and I remember saying to my buddy, I'm like, who, you know, who's number, you know, what, who's 46 or whatever, right, and he's like, oh yeah, that's Hortichuk, if, if he... If he just shows he's competent, we're keep like he's a tough guy. Like at the time, the Blades didn't really have anybody tough, um, like to fill that role. And uh, he's like, yeah, if he shows us, he's staying for sure. And shit, I think he fought like 
four times the day I was there and just dummy and dudes. Right. And, uh, you know, now it's like, you know, you can't fight in camp and they have no fight rule. And, um, you know, and on one hand I get it. I mean, you know, you don't want guys. Well, I mean, in 2021, I really under, I can really understand nobody. Fuck. They don't fight in the regular season. What, you know, what do you need to fight in camp for? You know, and it's like, oh, for the tough guy role. There is no tough guy role. Despite what some folks on social media will talk about, there's no tough guy. Well, he has to be able to play a little bit, too. Like, I love that one. You're going to play a little bit, too. Um, but, yeah, no one's... It's over. It's stop. It's over. Like, no one's... Like, you'll have kids that'll fight now and again. But, I mean, you have a three-fight limit in the Quebec Junior League and in the Ontario Hockey League before you start getting suspended. I think it's five in junior A, you know, and then I think the Western League doesn't have a limit, but they don't really fight anyway. I think last year's leader at 10, but no shit. Now you can't take off your chin strap. Oh, if you attempt to take the other guy's helmet off, you're getting misconducts. And yeah, I mean, fuck, you know, with those big visors and shit. I said, I just stick, stick your chin on your chest, duck your visor right down. I mean, who, what do you, what's anybody going to hit? I mean, you may as well just start punching the guy in the ear, I guess. But, whatever. That's just... So, hold on. But every year, I read this... I read this bullshit that... That people just cling to this. Oh, if the stars keep getting run... I mean, you saw what the Rangers did with Reeves. Okay, well, he was already in the league and got traded for. So now, yeah, okay. Well, if the Rangers went and got tougher... Okay, did Vegas? Vegas didn't replace them with anyone. So it's just the shell game. You're moving a few guys around here and there. And I mean, I'm not knocking Doty or Brett Gallant or any of those guys. Those guys are great. I'm a huge fan of all those guys. Gabriel and those guys. They're not making those fucking teams. Like, you really think Curtis Gabriel's going to play for the Leafs this year? Like, Kloon's better than he is. How many games has Kloon played? You know, I'm a, hey, I mean, I hope they do. I'd love to see Clune and Gabriel on the wings for Christ's sake. But I mean, seriously, I mean, Gabriel, maybe get one or two for a feel good story. Again, I'm not knocking the guy, but he's going to protect, you know, and it's fine that he's, you know, in the American league and protect the prospects, but fuck, are we serious? Like, oh, no, if a kid's tough and he can play, well, I mean, you'll have guys that'll fight now and again because they know, well, no one else in this fucking team does. So maybe if I fight three or four times this year, they'll keep me around. Like somebody was talking about some kid with the Bruins. Well, you had 81 minutes last year in 10 games. Okay. With Providence or something. I'm a big deal. You think he's making the Bruins? Like, his name is escaping me, but I went and looked at his, like, from junior to the few years that he was in the minors. I think he's played six or seven, like, total with junior and pro. It's like six or seven seasons, and he's been in, like, 32 career fights. You know, so he's, like, literally averaging four fights a year. But this is, these are who Bruins fans are, this is who the diehard Bruins fans are clinging to to be, like, their next tough guy. You know, like, oh, he's right up there with O'Reilly and Byers, like... You know, I mean, I hate to be the fucking, you know, the fucking wet blanket, but I mean, 
I, I, I mean, when people talk like that, it's like, I, I understand, like, I mean, I get the hopefulness, I, the hopeful, I wish I could be that optimistic as well, but you're also clearly not paying any attention to junior hockey. Because if you did, you would know nothing is happening. And every year they do it, they shut it down more and more and more. Like, you know, you want to stop the water, put a kink in the hose, right? Like, stop the pipeline and you're not going to get anybody. And like I said, there'll always be guys that if they get mad enough will fight in the NHL. Is that, you know, so they'll always be fighting. But, you know, eh, you know really? Like, I don't know. So, no, the enforcers, like, again, stop with the enforcers coming back. That sounds so ridiculous. But, yeah, training camps. A little different these days, that's for sure. But, uh, oh, well, now, of course, the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, it's finally happened that the NHL is finally putting jerseys on the, or ads on the jerseys, you know, to no one's shock. But, uh, I can't, I, I just can't wait for them to look like, uh, the UK jerseys. Yeah. Give it a, give it a few years because it'll be slow. They'll have like one patch on this year, next year, whatever they're doing. I think it's next year it starts. They'll have one patch on. On the shoulder and the arm. Well, then they'll put it on the other arm. You wait. Then they'll put it on the bottom of the jersey. And, oh, fuck, you wait. They'll they'll keep sneaking shit in, sneaking shit in, and eventually it'll be, fuck, they'll be all over the jersey. You know, guaranteed, for sure. Anything for money, you know. And, like I said, the fan, they don't give a shit. They'll bitch it. Uh, it's the same thing with the, on, on Twitter when I read social media. I always laugh at these people. And it's followers too. I mean, whatever. They bitch and bitch about the product. How shitty it is. How poorly it's run. Oh, fuck player safety. Fuck the jersey. On and on. And But what happens? All, all they, they watch every... They get the centerized package. They watch every fucking game. They buy every goddamn jersey. Every third jersey. Every stadium jersey of their team. Like... All you, but then you'll get on social media. Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, this league just doesn't get it. Oh, they get it. Oh, believe me, they get it. Fuck. I know who doesn't get it though. Oh god. But I'm going to show you about. Of course, their big crackdown. Of course, every year they're going. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. The NHL has declared war on cross-checking this season, including suspensions for certain types of them. Oh yeah. The best part, though, is not just the fucking article. Oh, it's the comments. I, the social media, just the idiocy of social media. Oh, yeah. Cross-checking has led to numerous injuries over the year. The shots over the years, the shots to the back of the head and neck area are especially dangerous. It's good to see the league hopefully implement, implementing regulation to better protect the players. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah, over the last few years, they've just they've just been letting everything, all those big cross checks in the back of the head. Oh, they've been letting that shit slide. Oh sure, yeah. Oh fuck, yeah. Oh yeah, this of course. Oh Kelly Harper, I completely agree with you, man. The NHL is gonna take is gonna take so much physicality out of the game. Makes the sport that makes the sport as gladiator like as it fuck. It's going to, you're all over the place. You're going to ruin the sport. Yes, cross-checking in the numbers, especially into the boards, is dangerous, but regular cross-checks are part of the game. Yeah, they are. Of course, this guy, the sport has fallen behind soccer in the U.S. 
It's always been behind soccer in the U.S., you fucking clown. Always laugh. They always act like it's, yeah, the old ways aren't working. Most people prefer to watch clean sports. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, oh, fuck. Like, you, you gotta be about 17 years old, I guarantee it. Oh, I, I just... The cross-checks in the playoffs are insane. All the rules from game one of the regular season to the last game of the cup final. Oh, sure. What fucking color is the sky in your world? I'd like to ask these so-called big, huge hockey fans that watch everything, does fucking game one resemble what fucking playoff hockey looks like? I'm just curious. Does anybody really believe this bullshit? Does the regular season look at all like a playoff game? Fuck, really? I love this one. This one. The unwatchable product gets more unwatchable. Yeah, that's true, but you're going to still watch it. But then then watch UFC. Oh, yeah, because that's what he means. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see the embellishment calls to be singular. As there is no initial infraction, so the only call is embellishment. Well, that's very true. I've always said that. I always laughed when they give the guy, like, the trip and the other guy the dive. Well, if he took a dive, why is there a trip? You know what I mean? Sort of, yeah. I'm sure it will totally include all the cross-checks in front of the net. I'll bet the average per game per power play will be around three and never average more than that one. Like, the rule book actually matters. Okay. Oh, finally. Oh, yeah. It's so frustrating seeing guys cross-checked in the board battles. Either knock him over legally or use your stick to fish the puck. Yeah. Old pickled. Yeah. I'm sure you're always oh, your four fault. Yeah. I'm sure you're a big, big fan. You, you, you're probably a big player. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see... Oh, this is from Coach Steve. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. One of the biggest jokes in the game is how subjective a cross-check is. Screening the goalie, fair game. In the corner, go for it. Blatantly in front of the, in front of the ref for no reason. Okay, maybe we'll call it. I always like... Oh, yeah, you don't need it in front of the net. You should guide them. Like, all these fucking people caught Coach Steve. Like, you know... Oh yeah, there are no uncoachable players. Only coaches that haven't been put the work in to connect with them. Oh sure, yeah. Fuck, you've been reading too many. I'm sure you have motivational posters all over your fucking bedroom too. Um, yeah, coaching your fucking you know the Tim Bits novice team. Um, I always like guide them. Like okay, yeah. When like fucking okay, Pat Maroon plants the skates in front of the net. Yeah, don't put a stick on him. Just guide him. Yeah, because the cross check. You know, fuck. What world is this bullshit? And like I said, so now you've dumped more shit onto the refs. Let's put more. So now we'll subjectively call. Was it? What did he cross check him hard enough? Like one of the players put. No one skates around with the intention of cross checking someone. Like you know, the board battles. Yeah, you're. It, they're exactly that. But oh yeah, just stick your, just put your stick in there and fish around for it. Oh yeah. Fuck. Like you're battling with elite level, highly trained 220 pound athletes. Oh, just fish around for it. Oh fuck. 
But I love that. Oh, call it like the regular season, like they do in the in the playoffs. Uh, that's that. That one still kills me. That's for everything. Like the game, like I said, sport hockey is the only sport that completely changes from the regular seasons of the playoffs. I mean, shit. Even Austin Matthews will actually bump someone in a playoff game now and again, you know. But if he gets in a scrum, he thinks it's really funny. But you know what I mean? Like everybody will sort of get intense in the playoffs in the regular season. Fuck. Are you shitting me? No. So, yeah, the new the new playoff. That this will be uh, the new cross checking rules. Yeah, we'll see how this. <laughs> oh, love it. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Oh, oh look at that. Thirty seven minutes in, haven't talked about damn thing. But oh yeah. Hey, you want me to talk about OHL tough guys? I found. Um, I don't know what made me think of them. Um, I know one of the old guys that ran the site, we follow each other on Twitter, but uh, something came up and I typed him into the Wayback Machine and you could get their old uh, their old website to come up a few times. So I looked and uh, their 03-04 final rankings from the OHL. So it was interesting just to see the names. Um, 03-04, again, YouTube hadn't come out yet, I don't believe, but there really wasn't a lot. See, that's the thing. You talk nowadays... Like I said, what is it, six, 17 years, 18 years later, um, everything's on YouTube now. and Or else on Hockey Fights, any OHL fight that happens is up on the internet instantly and blah, blah, blah. So you see everything. Well, in 03, 04, you didn't see any of this stuff. So when you're out in the West, we didn't know who Cam Jansen's was. I mean, I did because I was trading fight days, but you know what I'm saying. We didn't know who the junior guys were back there outside of seeing their names. Um, so, and unless you traded fight tapes... And even, even if you're out there, you, he did us a bang up job in the, and I used to get some really cool OHL stuff from him. And, uh, the thing I was always jealous with the OHL, I'll have to ask somebody that was in Ontario about that, but it seemed like all the teams had like local coverage. Like they had like Rogers cable doing their games. So you would get like one, two, three volumes of tapes out of the Ontario hockey league. Of games, and I remember out in out in the West, you're like the Blades didn't do anything like that. Now and again, they'd have one game a week or something on Shaw Cable, but there was never games all the time. So I was always kind of jealous of the Ontario League like that because there seemed to be quite a lot of televised games um, at that time period. Maybe I'm up my ass, but I mean, watching my like 99, 2000, 2001, blah 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 OHL tapes, there was like always a little Rogers logo in there and commentators and shit. So it was like. You know, um, so it was cool. So, I mean, I knew I was a big fan of Cam Jansen's. Um, I was a huge fan um, of Ben Eager. Um, I saw a lot of his uh, Oshawa stuff, which was awesome. He was awesome. And, uh, yeah, so it was, it was cool. And then when you go back and you look at the old list, it's, it's interesting to see the names. And there's some names on here. Um, so, let's the OHL Tough Guys. And that, I get, well, the, the name says it all, but it was a website obviously dedicated to the OHL Tough Guys. And they would do, like, interviews with the guys. They'd put up their own fight clips, some fight pictures. It was really cool. Um, again, I always wish there was, like, a, a WHL Tough Guys website. Um, I think there was for, like, a year or two, like, somebody put one up. But, again, this is it sounds so ar- archaic, but you couldn't find footage back then. I mean, you didn't see the guys. You didn't see pictures. And it was still very early stages of the Internet, really. And... Uh, so people weren't like uploading lots of pictures and shit like that. So, um, or taking a lot of pictures. So 
yeah, so it was it was really cool that I was always like I said being out west, I was always jealous that we didn't have something like that in the Western League. But uh, yeah, the OHL tough guys. I think I traded with uh, with Rob a couple times, um, and uh, and Brian. Uh, I think we traded DVDs or stuff. And uh, actually, I've got, I'll get a hold of him on Twitter. Actually, it'll be interesting. He might have some stories from the old OHL. Well, I know he'd have some stories from the old OHL days. Sorry about that little break, but uh, yeah, I'd like to get. Wow, those guys on the show. That'd be interesting to talk to those guys. I'd be interested to see, um, especially at that time, because they were going to games there around the league, obviously, and they were doing the website. I'd be interested to see if they ever had any run-ins with Branch. That fucking prick. Um, you know, because not only like commissioner of the Canadian Hockey, but of the OHL. Um, and, I mean, I can guarantee he would be pissed about that website. I'm surprised they actually... I wonder how much shit they got in. That'd be interesting. I'm going to track him down on Twitter. I'm gonna, I'll see if he'll come on the show. But in the meantime... The 2003-2004 OHLToughGuys.com Top 10. Let's see what we got here. Number 1, Cam Jansons. Number 2, Zach Storantini. I know a lot of people it, People will laugh at, at old Zach the Hack there. Storantini. Oh, here's a joke. Punch and bag at the Oilers. and Blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, if this guy... I, I would kill if every... I'd probably watch hockey still if every team had a Zach Storantini. I'd tell you that. Um, in the OHL though, he was a bad dude. That was a big guy, tough guy. I've seen a lot of his OHL, nah, I shouldn't say a lot. I've seen a bunch of his OHL fights. Dude was legit. Um, well, like I said, OHL tough guys. These guys are massive fans, watched, they were tuned, they were fucking piped into the OHL at that time. And they got them, they got him number two. So, you know, you can say what you want when he was on the Oilers and whatever. But I don't know, dude played physical, fought everybody. I never understood why everybody shit on the guy. Like, it, the guy plays physical every night and fights. Somehow, that's viewed as shitty. Like, I, you know. I think you'd hear it from, like, fight fans, too. Like, they'd shit on the guy. Like, I mean, I guess back in the day when, okay, you had your, every team had guys and you had your choice of guy. Okay, I get it. But even now, when looking back on it, like I said, when, like, Somebody puts up an old video of him or an old picture and like right away people are like, this guy's a fucking clown. You know, like really? Like, guy went to war, man. Like, uh, show some respect. But dude, he's a bad dude. And I will say, even after his like kind of his NHL run was done and he was down in the Myers, I think it was Norfolk. He had some real strong years there. And if you go back and watch, seriously, if you go back on and, and watch his older, well, I guess it would be, Kind of his last run in the American League with the Admirals. He was good. He had some really good tilts. Seriously, check him out. Uh, but Storantini, number two. Number three, Adam Smith. Yeah, I mean, um, again, uh, kind of an OHL guy. Um, I know he, he uh, just looking at his uh, DB here, played forever in the in the lower minors, in the AA, in the Central League and stuff. Um, put up some big PIM numbers. Um, I've, I've seen some of his fights. Uh, I'm certainly not going to sit here and claim to be an Adam Smith expert because I'm the furthest thing from. But, um, yeah, he did it for a long time. Uh, number four, Brandon Prust. Yeah, well, everybody knows Prust. Um, Prust should stay off Twitter, though. <laughs> but uh, I loved him as a player. He was fun to watch play. Uh, number five, Chris Bain. And, of course, he, uh, he had a big rivalry with Cam Jansons, but... I was a big Bane fan. Um, you know, he played in the minors there, and then of course he went on and played in the uh, the infamous LNAH. But uh, yeah, Chris Bane, number five, um, number six, John uh, Hekimovic. 
And, uh, I believe that's how you say his name. Pardon me if that's not how you say it, but, uh, um, I would, I'd be completely honest. I have no idea who that is. Uh, no offense, sir, but I mean, I maybe should have done some research into this. I know all the other, I know a lot of the other guys, but, um, that name I will, but I'm, you know what I'm going to do after we're done recording here, I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm going to check this cat out along with number seven, Brian Ham. I'm going to check him out as well. Um, yeah, those are two names that uh, I'm not familiar with. But uh, like I said, if the guys at the OHL Tough Guys website got them in the top 10, they got to be legit dudes. So I'm definitely, uh, you got me interested. And six and seven too, so you got me interested. Uh, number eight, Danny Bois. Um, everybody knows that character. He played the minors for a while, played over in the UK. Um, number nine, BJ Crombean. Yep, played some, uh, uh, played a little, had a little bit of a run in the NHL. And, uh, yeah, tough dude. Um, and then number 10, Thomas Harrison. There we go. Another guy. I know he played in the lower minors in the Central League and stuff. Um, again, I've seen a, some of his stuff. Not not a lot. I believe he's a you know, fiery redhead. But um, yeah, well, there you go. There it is. The top 10 from 2003-2004 from the OHL Tough Guys. Like I said, it was fun to uh, hit the Wayback Machine and see that. Um, I remember at the time... I, I remember 03 being on the website and like I said, being really jealous that there wasn't an, uh, a Western Hockey League one. But I always liked what these guys do and, uh, or did. And, uh, I want to get a hold of one of them and, uh, I'd love to talk to them about the old website. <clears throat> and I know I have a lot of people obviously listening that, that are in Ontario and, uh, or big OHL guys. So I think that would be fun to have one of those guys on. And, uh, Brian Ray, I believe is one of the guy's names. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I remember having, I had his business card. I still have his business card. It's, it's actually with my fight DVDs, which are packed away in my parents' basement. Because for the new listeners, uh, we're trying to sell our condo. So, of course, when you're showing it, you want to clean up as much of the clutter as you can. Clutter being <laughs> basically all my shit, right? So all my DVDs are in a Rubbermaid tub in my parents' basement. So, um, But I know I have his business card still in there. But, uh, yeah. Well, one... Uh, one final thing I wanted to look at. This would be. This is more my now. Now we're going. We're going into my ballpark now. Uh, it is the Western Hockey League, um, and every year, um, the Regina Leader Post would do a best in the West. Well, it's actually technically best in the East because it was just the Eastern Conference teams. There was a best in the West poll that were still the jury's still out. I was told it was the Tri City newspaper that did it. Now I'm told it was the Portland one. If anybody out there has the best, the old, the American teams, the best in the West, um, from back then, please get a hold of me. I would love to see it. But at any rate, the Regina Leader Post would send out ballots to GMs and, and some players and, and they voted on the like best, most approved player, best player, best checker, best penalty killer, best goalie and all that stuff. Um, and they did it from 1987 to, I believe, 2005. And I have, all of them, but two, I believe. And, um, and like I said at the start, for some, whatever reason, I went on, I went out of order and I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I just didn't go in order. But, uh, anyway, here is the 1990, 91 best in the East polls. Well, and we'll look it up. Best fighter. Here we go. <clears throat> uh, number one with 46 votes, Dan Cordick of the Medicine Hat Tigers. Um, there you go. Of course, everybody listening, you guys know who Dan Cordick is, obviously younger brother of John Cordick. And Dan went on and had, uh, 
you know, I think he played a few seasons. Yeah, he did. He played a few seasons. Though I'm not, I know he played a few seasons in the NHL. Um, I don't know how many career games he played. Uh, I would be willing to bet a couple hundred. Um, let's, let's have a look. Hold on. The power of pause. Yeah. Almost 200 games in the NHL with the Philadelphia Flyers. I was a big Dan Kordick fan. I was a big fan of both the Kordicks. But, uh, yeah, Dan Kordick was number one in 1990-91. The number two fighter, uh, Dean Malakoff of the Swift Current Broncos. Of course, he, again, same thing, played Western Hockey League uh, and then went on, played in the Western Hockey League. Well, of course, I'm doing the Western Hockey League. Played in the NHL. Um, and, yeah, tough dude. Played the Bruins, bounced around a little bit. Um, number three, Clayton, Chuck Norris, again, of the Medicine Hat Tigers. They have a few guys, Medicine Hat had tough teams in those, those couple years there. Um, old Clayton Norris, uh, you know, played, uh, I believe he actually played five years in the Western Hockey League, but, uh, yeah, played the minors. Um, don't believe he ever got any NHL games. If they did, they were brief. Uh, but he played, you know, Hershey for a while, bounced around. I know he was over in the UK, played a few seasons over there. Um, yeah, tough dude. Um, number four from the Saskatoon Blades, Darren Bader. Um, you know, and I've said this before and it's no disrespect to Darren Bader, but, uh, we, I used to go to the, lots of the Blades games, especially around, um, yeah, it'd be right around that time, uh, you know, early nine in the early nineties. Um, and I watched Bader play a lot. And even on this, he's voted like best body checker and stuff. I don't remember a lot of Bader fights, um, I'm gonna have to go back. I have an 8990 DVD, and he's on there. I know that. Um, he did fight, but I'm like, I don't remember him being a, like, I don't want to say he wasn't a good fighter, but I don't, I don't remember him standing, like, I remember, like, the Raiders and the Trombleys and the Belax and McCall and Hordachet. Like, you remember these, like, big tough fighters or, like, heavyweight fighters. I never looked at Darren Bader as a heavyweight fighter, but I'm gonna have to go back and, and really revisit his card and, and see what he was all about, but, um, like I said, I it was right under my nose, and I'm like, but I'm having trouble remembering like big fights of Darren Bader's. But I mean, obviously, he was voted by players and, and peers, um, you know, to be a, a top five in the Western Hockey League. I mean, holy shit! I mean, who am I, right? I mean, so I'm, I definitely want to uh, go back and check out some Bader stuff. Um, then from the Prince Albert Raiders, Dave Nielsen. Um, yeah, again, play, bounced around the minors. I know he played with the Vegas Thunder and Richmond as well. Um, he actually works for the city of Saskatoon now, um, as a consultant for something. I, um, I, I imagine I'll run into him. It's, I'm sure I've run into him at a few points and I didn't put two and two together, but now that I know he works for the city, next time I see him, I'll try to get him on the show, actually. That'll be, uh, that'd be interesting. Um, the next character who has been on my show and he's a tremendous guy and he is the owner and operator of Fountain Tire in Lloydminster, Alberta. It was Kent Staniforth. Very tough dude. Tremendous episode. Go back in the back catalog. Check out Stanley's interview. It's awesome. Tell some great stories. But seriously, if you're in the Lloydminster area and you need tires, he's your guy. No, Kent's a great guy. Um, stayed in uh, contact with him after the episode. He's on social media. Um, not a lot, but he's on there. He's lurking, as they say. He's out there. And um, But yeah, great guy. Um, he's been more than generous with, with myself and... Um, no, he's outstanding. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Kent Staniforth fan. We'll put it that way. And, uh, and honestly, if you, seriously, if you're in the Lloydminster area, definitely go in, 
go into a shop. When I was there, they were they were still doing rentals the last time I went, I went through Lloyd. I'm, next time I do, I'm definitely going to stop by the shop. Shit, ask him to, his office is cool. You got to see the jerseys in there. But Kent's a good dude. Uh, hey, good shape too. Look, Kent could still go, I think, if he had to. I mean, his hands are about the size of frying pans. I think he'd, he could still take a round out of you if he wanted to. But uh, great dude. Definitely check it out. Fountain Tire and Lloyd Minster. Kent Staniforth. Um, after that, Bob Lokes of the Mo- of Moose Jaw. Stan- well, there you go. Stanny and Lokes and Moose Jaw. And then rounding it out, like as I said, with Medicine Hat being a tough team, Jason Prasovsky. Yeah, big Jason. I, I laugh. I remember he was a draft pick of the New York Rangers. And uh, his New York Rangers, his upper deck card, he's a rookie. Dude looked like he was about 46 and right out of the right out of the pen and ready to kill you. And uh, we used to laugh, like even his junior cards. Like that was right at the time when 7th Inning Sketch came out with... Uh, Everybody remembers those junior cards that came out because remember everybody was chasing. They had the Quebec, the Ontario, and the Dub. They had all all the all the leagues, and of course everybody was chasing Lindros at the time. But oh, I bought and pff, I don't know how many boxes of the W. Actually, just recently there was a card shop here selling them for five bucks a box, and I uh, picked up a couple boxes of the of the WHL. And uh, oh, Prasovsky's fucking card in there. It looks like he's 38 years old. This dude's supposed to be like 17. It's hilarious. Got the Fu Manchu and, oh yeah. Yeah, it looks like the, you know, the guy driving the Zamboni. But, uh, yeah, he was a big dude, tough dude. Yeah, Medicine Hat, tough team, man. But, uh, there you have it. The, uh, 1990-91 Best in the East Fighters. Who's the best rookie? Oh, voted by Rob Niedemeyer. Well, that's a pretty good call. I'd say so. Uh, here we got best goalie Trevor Kidd. Oh, there you go. and then followed by Chris Osgood. There you go, and then Jamie McLennan. Well, I would say all three all made the NHL. So I would say, uh, yeah, there you go. Best body checker Darren Bader, Shane Peacock, Terry Bandera, Jamie Pusher, Clayton Norris, Troy Hurtis, Dan Cordick, Lokes, Pellerin. Yep, Frankie Kovacs. There you go, former guest of the show, Frank Kovacs. Another tremendous interview. Go back, check that out. Yeah, Frank is now a uh, police officer in Regina. Doing a bang-up job. And I know he listens, so... Yeah, I'll have to get Frank back on the show. Tremendous individual. Uh, he was, Oh, Frank also... Yeah, he also appeared in the most underrated player. There you go. But, uh... Smartest player, Mike Sillinger. Yeah, Sillinger, he... Uh, I don't know how you, how you would judge smart... Well, yeah, I guess there's ways of doing the smartest, but... Uh, um, yeah, Cylinder. He had a tremendous junior career. His numbers are outstanding. But uh, there we go, folks. <sighs> Another episode, 55 minutes. There we go. Um, I will close on this, and it's a question I have, and I'm going to ask it in the group. Because, again, it's kind of tough. You guys are already listening. But it came up, and it's come up a few times, and Alex and I, Alec and I kind of bitch about it. But not bitch so much, but just sort of wonder out loud. Um it's come up when you when you post your stuff in the enforcer group or podcast or the mentions of podcast comes up and of course everybody oh John Scott he had this guy on or you know whatever spit and chiglet that's always the one right and okay but it was like and then somebody replied well Segroy or whoever it was they were on Five for Fighting's podcast a year ago or like the Wingfeld one they were talking about eight with AJ and and Wingfeld and spit and chiglets and it was like. I did that interview with Brad Wingfeld two years ago, and it's better than anything Spit... I'm not trying to be cocky, but my Wingfeld interview is better than anything Spit and Chiglitz could do. 
I mean, I talked to the guy for almost three hours. Like, we cover his whole career. It's like, we get into all the Danbury stuff. You know, even I re-upped the Danbury stuff a couple weeks back. So, anyway, that's neither here. I've ranted about that before. But it comes up and then somebody will play. Oh, I didn't even know those guys had podcasts. I'll have to check it out. Like I said to the one guy, I'm like, seriously? Like, you've been a member of the group. It's, I can see right here, you've been a member of this group, the Enforcer Appreciation Group, for two years. Every day, I post a show graphic and the links to the to the episode. Like, my last episode on Wednesday, when it dropped, Jeff Odgers, episode 143, I put a show graphic with links. Well, you guys, obviously listening, know what I'm talking about. And I put it on the Enforcer pre- and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I put it up every day. Every And then this one will be up on Sunday, then Monday, then Tuesday, I will post this one. Every day I'm po- I'm posting it on my fourth line voice site and then on my on the Enforcer Appreciation Group and then the Hockey Fights and Brawls page and Twitter. These are all the platforms that I put it on. So when somebody who's been a member for two years says, "Oh, I didn't even know you had a podcast," fuck seriously? Like I I just said, what do we have to do? Do we have to put it in neon? Like I like how how much more? I guess my question is, is what do we need to do to get people to notice? Um, now, if they tune in and it sucks, well, that's on me. So, I mean, that, that, I have to get them to hit play first. That's step one is to get them to do that. And my, that's just my question is what more can we do? I mean, because I said, I don't want to like every hour post it and beat people over the head with it and spam them because then I think there'd just be, um, There'd probably be backlash over it, I would think. You know, and I think people would just, like, fuck this. I'm tired of listening to this guy. Or tired of seeing this guy's shit, so fuck this guy. I'm not supporting him because he's spamming my channel. Um, you know, so I don't want to do that. But um, I'm on, like I said, Facebook and Twitter. I mean, I guess there's Instagram, but eh, I don't want to get on Instagram. But, uh, I mean, whatever. It's just, it's like, how much is enough, too, right? So... But I mean, outside of those two things, I mean, I don't know what more to do. Um, I really don't. And, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's frustrating because you're trying to grow the show and get more listeners. And I mean, the most obvious place to go to would be a fucking fight fan Facebook page. Would it not be like, that's what I don't understand. Like you talk to some of these guys, they go on oh, how they're big hockey fight fans and whatever else. And well, what podcast do you listen to? Well, well, I listen to a hurricanes one. Oh, okay, they t- like, but you're a hockey fight. Oh, I love the fights, especially old school. <laughs> Are you fuck really? Like, I what, what am I doing here? Like, what's Alec doing? I mean, we had Rob Ray on. We had Rob, you know, you know. I've had Joey Tedarenko on and Morasti and McIntyre and all these guys. Like, you're a fight fan, but you don't listen to any fight podcasts. Like. I mean, I get it. Some people aren't podcast people and whatever. Okay. But, and I know, and there are probably a lot of people that have never even thought of listening to a podcast. They just think it's ridiculous on the surface. But I mean, at the end of the day, do you listen to the radio? It's the same thing. It's just pretend radio, you know, specialized radio, maybe. So I'm like, I know I was talking to a guy at work on podcasts. Those are fucking stupid. Okay. But you listen to the radio in the truck every day. Yeah, in fact, yeah, I always laugh. He actually listens to the community radio station here. Well, fuck. What's, podcasting, that's all it is, is community radio. 
I'm like, what's the difference? Just one you can get on your dashboard and the other one you have to find on your phone. But it's the same thing. So, um, that's why I always say to the listeners, to you guys out there, it's seriously, you guys are our biggest advertising tools. You are our billboards. Um, if you have, if you have friends that are old time fight fans, maybe they're not on social media anymore. So of course they're not going to see our graphics, but maybe tell them, Hey, mention, mention, tweet, uh, text them or next time you guys are drinking beers. Hey man, I've been listening to this podcast. He talks about old hockey fights, he interviews guys, or if you're not into the interviews, hell the Sunday shows, he fucking yells about shit and talks about old hockey. Like, you know, retweet something, you know, I mean, that's where we rely on the listeners on you guys, but in the meantime, anybody listening, really, um, get a hold of me. Um, if you're on Facebook, whatever, I'm on Facebook, send me a private, send me a message. If you're on Twitter, send me a private message. If you're not on either of those things, um, congratulations, you're smarter than the rest of us. Um, but just email me. And it's, uh, I seriously, I still have a Hotmail account. Hockey fights, all one word, lowercase, hockey fights at hotmail.com. Just put like, I don't know, podcast question or whatever in the, in the title and, or, podcast statement or something in the title um just so it, it goes to spam i can weed it out really quick but yeah and i'd love to hear your comments uh on the show on, any, on anything on the show if something sucks that you don't like or something i'm not doing that i used to do or you want me to start doing yeah i'm i'm all ears please this is like i always say this is your guys's show so i'm just sitting here yelling and fucking drinking beers so i mean definitely um if, if you have an idea, for sure, let me know. But in the meantime, just with this, um, as far as advertising goes, just getting the name, the, the word out, does anyone have any better ideas? I don't know. I'd love to hear them. But, um, well, and like, for you guys, well, obviously, you're listening now. How did you hear about this? Like, if it was something other than not, my my uh, social media stuff, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Um, yeah. And for you, for you shows out there that want free promotion... Uh, you gotta earn it, boys. Uh, I was, I was on Twitter for eight years before I got a podcast going. Facebook, you try to grow a group, do something unique, put up pictures, put up videos, create content. All these guys right away, they want it. They go and buy a microphone. I want a podcast. Then they get a hold of you. Hey man, can you give me a shout out? Why? Like, I'm not trying to hold guys down. I want you know, it's not a big deal to me, but it's like, I don't want to say what's in it for me. But at the same time, it, it's kind of a fucking disrespectful vibe. Um, Got to earn that shit, man. Get pound the pavement. Like you said, do what I, what Alec and I and what Joe and I have been doing um, this whole time. You get out and advertise and you try to get your name out. And uh, try to do interviews or whatever the gimmick of your show is. And try to do them better. Do research. That type of thing. Um, I mean, I'll help dudes out, but I mean... You know, any way I can, but I mean, there's, it's, you know, there's always a two-way street, and, and I've gotten this from a few people, and Alec and I were laughing about it, it was a certain, I don't even, can't even remember their names now, but it was a t-shirt company, um, sent me a, hey, do you want merch, I heard, like, can I put out, that's another thing, I want to, I want to get merchandise out there, um, not just with, oh, here, fourth line voice logo, but I have some other merchandise ideas, um, just a general hockey, hockey thuggery type of, uh, of ideas, but I'd like to have a fourth line voice shirt too. I think my logo is kind of cool. So something like that. And, uh, I, anyway, I'm trying, I'm looking into, uh, 
different types of uh, merchandising and that type of thing. But got to find a website and how does the whole tax thing work and blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, in doing that, anyway, that's neither here nor there. In the month, in the weeks and months to come, I will tell you more about, I'd like to get it out before Christmas. But, uh, so if anybody knows of a clothing, I don't want to go buy like 28 or fucking 200 blank black shirts and put my logo on them and then sell them out of my backyard, but the, out of the fucking trunk of my SUV and mail them and all that. Fuck that. I just want a company that'll do all that shit. I'll give them the fucking, the logos and stuff and then they pay me eight bucks a shirt or something. You know, that's good enough for me. So, or whatever the agreement may be. So if anybody has an idea of who to use, let me know. But anyway, um, what was I saying now? Oh, so this company gets old, and I had put that out on Twitter like two years ago, last year or two years. Anyway, I put it on social media that I was looking for a shirt company. <clears throat> so these guys get a hold of me. Oh yeah, no, we'd love to do your shirt. Oh fuck, okay, right, right on. How much are we talking? Oh yeah, just uh, submit your, uh, your logos to us and we'll, we'll get them on t-shirts. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. Oh, and we do the rest. We'll ship them. We do all that. Well, goddamn. All right. Now we're talking. Well, how much do I get for a shirt? Oh, you, you don't get paid. Uh, all right. Uh, so we're, I'm like, well, here you maybe slow down what you're saying here, Ace. Okay. okay so I give you the designs and the ideas and then you sell them and don't pay me. Oh no, but it's like advertising. So people, we have lots of people that buy shirts. So when they buy your shirt, they'll wear it out in public and people will see it. And they'll say, what is that fourth line voice? Okay. I'm just like, are you, I was like, has anybody fallen for this bullshit? Are you, so I give you all my intellectual properties and then you profit off of them. In the hopes that somebody will buy a shirt and somebody out fucking walking their dog will say, what is that fourth line voice that you have on your chest? A podcast, you say? I'm going to tune in. Like, do I have fucking asshole written on my forehead? I couldn't believe it. And then I laughed because it wasn't that long. It was a couple weeks back. They got a hold of Alex saying the same thing. I was like, holy shit. Dude, who falls for this scam? But I went and look, I remember looking at their site, they got shit on there. So I'm like, I'm answering my own question. Apparently people do, but I just laughed. You want me to give you my logo and my design ideas for you to make money off of and I get nothing. Oh yeah. Like, oh. But that's like, that. but yeah, it's the same thing with some of these shows or whatever. It's like, hey, yeah, I just started. Give me a shout out. Why would I? Okay. There's 10,000 fucking shows out there. Why would I... Like, you don't even follow me on social media. What? All of a sudden, out of the blue, though, because you saw that I have however many followers that uh, and that I'm on a network. Like, first of all, like, you're talking like I'm ESPN or something. Like, if I give you a shout-out, that'll get you 10,000 listens. No. But And I have no problem... Like I said, I have no problem helping guys just starting out because I started it just started I'm trying to I'm not trying to sound like I'm fucking up there with spitting chiglets but I know what it's like to start a new social media account with no followers and what we were all there at one time and but you have to find a niche I grew mine from doing videos and pictures that I had saved and putting them up <clears throat> tagging some of the players in them they really enjoyed them that's what was my in that's what got me going um fast forward you know you kind of keep doing that but it was like I was lucky enough to get on the network. But yeah, at the start it was tough. And uh, 
you know, and the other thing that really blew up my account, which is going on right now, was my Twitter tournaments. Um, the, the Bob Probert Invitational, that got me over a thousand um, subscribers when I first did the first one. And um, lots of impressions and whatever. <clears throat> and that's how I slowly built, in air quotes, brand. I mean, it sounds so douchey to say that, but I mean, I guess at the end of the day, that's what it is, but I just sound so, I just, I cringe when I say that. <clears throat> but no, you create your brand, and um, and I continue to do those tournaments. I've got one going on right now. Hopefully everyone's voting in the Minor League Mayhem tournament. Um, it's, you know, again, it's been the, the, the discussions, um, more discussions on Twitter than, or on Facebook than on Twitter. I think the next, the next term I think I'm going to do, I'm going to do it on Facebook because Twitter, it's been okay. There's been 200, you know, 250 votes now and again, but not a lot of conversation other than Steve from when Probert was king and my boy Chris out in Vancouver, Napes. Those two guys are wordsmiths. They're tremendous. Go read their write-ups on each of the matchups. I love reading their shit. They're great, but I wish other people would get involved. Now, when I post just the bracket results, on Facebook that that received a lot of ex players talking about it, um, you know, and and they and they banter back and forth. So that's been pretty cool. So I think I think going forward, I'm I'm seriously going to put the tournament on Facebook. I, I'd like to try it out. I think at this winter I'm going to do it. I'll make up some new tournament. I'm going to try it out on Facebook, and I'll, I just want to see how it goes. But um, the Probert tournament on Twitter is pretty good, but this minor league mayhem one would would have been way better served. To be on uh, to uh, to be on Facebook, but uh, but anyway, it's been a fun tournament. We're down to the uh, well tonight. We'll be we're going to be down to the final four guys, semifinals, and uh, you know, and then I guess Sunday will be the final battle. So that that'll be or uh, yeah, that will be. So that'll be kind of cool. But uh, and I want to thank everybody that's taking part in voting. Um, myself and Jay from Iowa and Alec. We did a minor league mayhem, the bracket preview show where we broke it all down. And like I said at the start of the show, John and Alec were were talking about the uh, later rounds uh, yesterday in the in the in the Facebook uh, Zoom call. So um, yeah, it's out there. Like I said, fourth line voice on Twitter. Just sign up um, and vote. And like I said, we're down to the semifinals. Should be interesting. Be very curious to see who wins this. But um, but yeah, it was ideas like that is what really got my account hopping and. Um, yeah, so everybody that's like, if you're starting a new account or a new podcast and you want to grow, it, you know, that you got to come up with some unique shit and um, do some research and, and find a niche. Um, you know, I mean, it depends what your goals are with it. I mean, you know, maybe young people view it as some sort of stepping stone to something or to try to, air quotes, f- become famous, you know, whatever it may be. I'm not trying to discourage anybody. Um, I'm just doing it because it, it's just an outlet for me to talk and bullshit about my my fight fandom, and I just enjoy talking to the to fans and 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 players, and you know, um, and I was just lucky enough to get on the network and make it, you know, and I'm and I'm honored that I make a few bucks doing it, so that's pretty cool. But it's just a hobby for me. But uh, yeah, like I said, it depends what uh, everyone's goals are different, but um, I think you have to find a niche, maybe. Whether it be with a team, a team type podcast, or uh, like I think if you're just going to, I'm do a hockey podcast and just a general hockey one. I think that's pretty tough because there's just there's so many. But I think if you if you focus on something, um, you know, and become an air quote expert in it, or at least not very knowledgeable, and um, 
and, and focus in on that. I think uh, that's how you can grow things. And the only other fucking piece of advice I can give you that for whatever it's worth coming from me is consistency. You know, don't do an episode oh every Wednesday and then you miss a few weeks and then next month you do one and then every three weeks and that doesn't work. Believe me, you have to. Because I did that when I first started. I was all over the place. Um, I've known now, I know now that I've been on the network every Wednesday and Sunday, like clockwork. I think I've only missed once. Um, that was like car troubles and shit. And I, or maybe twice. Cause I think I've, even when I went on vacation, I pre-recorded one and it's just, it, the consistency level is the big thing. And, uh, if you're going to, Oh, I come out every Thursday, then come out every Thursday. Um, and even if it's like an interview show and you don't get a guest, do a solo episode and talk about something. Just as long as you get something out there consistent that people can rely on. They know on Thursday they're going to get Jim's show. You'll you'll grow like that as well. But, yeah, it's tough, man. Like I said, every one of their dogs got a podcast. And when ex-players start hitting the market, that's even harder because now you're fighting a name. And, uh, yeah, it's tough. But, uh, yeah, good luck to anybody out there. And, yeah, like I said, if you if you have a podcast and you, you need some help or you have a question or whatever and you're just starting out, yes, like I said, drop me a line. I'll, I'm more than happy to answer your give you a call or whatever we can bullshit and just ask me questions for sure i'll help you out but just this random pump my tires dude it's like yeah doesn't really work that way but you know you know have a have a little back and forth first of all before you start telling people that they basically give you free shit so that's all i'm saying but uh and that is all i'm saying how about we wrap this up we've gone for an hour i want to thank everybody for tuning in and um, to be completely honest, I have not interviewed anybody, so I don't know who the guest will be for Wednesday, but uh, I, I will be here on Wednesday nonetheless, regardless. Interview or not, I'll be talking to you. But in the meantime, let's attack the work week. Hope everybody has a good start to the week, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 